0: is your greatest battle your thought life? As we begin a new year, are you wanting to take control of your thoughts? Wall Street Journal best-selling author, life coach, and counselor Holly Girth is going to help us with our thoughts this morning. She's written, What Your Mind Needs for Anxious Moments, a 60-day guide to take control of your thoughts. And good morning, Holly. Good morning.
1: Thank you for having me.
2: Yeah, I appreciate you joining us. Too. And so let's talk a little bit about some of the, I guess, what are some of the most popular lies that we believe, and why do we believe them?
1: I think one is I'm not enough, mm-hmm. or I'm going to fail, or I'm going to be rejected. And I think they trace back to the Garden of Eden, where the enemy of our hearts got Eve with the phrase, did God really say? Mm. And since then, doubts have been part of being human. And the key is pausing and saying, okay, what lie am I hearing right now that's contributing to my anxiety? What is the truth that replaces it? And how can I live in that instead? So
0: anxiety today, Holly, continues to be at historic levels. We hear stories all the time about how Anxiety is high. People are taking more medication. They're seeking counseling. We can see that we're living in a stressful world, but can we really control or change what comes into our mind and what we think about and what we dwell on?
1: We can't control anxiety completely. It's inevitable. And there's actually a difference between what I call biological anxiety and what I call biblical anxiety, So biological anxiety is that natural fight-or-flight response that God has given us for our protection. You know, if a bear came running into the studio right now, you would notice it first instead of me. (laughs) And that is healthy, and we have all kinds of invisible bears in our world today, whether that's news headlines or conflict with our, our families. And so, yes, we are going to get triggered. And God understands that we are not in trouble with Him for having that physical response. He gets it. And then biblical anxiety is choosing to live in fear, which is not what we want either. None of us want to live in fear. Mm -hmm. And when God says, do not fear, it's most often in Scripture to someone who's already afraid. And so it's not a rebuke. It's a reassurance. Mm -hmm. And so what God says to us is, in this world, you will have trouble. In other words, in this world, you will have anxiety Mm -hmm. But take heart because I've overcome the world. So the promise is not you'll never experience anxiety, but because of Jesus, you don't have to live in it. And I'm a fan of all those tools you mentioned, medical help, counseling. Mm -hmm. I believe God has given us many different ways to deal with that biological anxiety, but he also promises his presence. To help us deal with the fear in our hearts as well.
2: Yes. So so let's take a look at that then. You know, Scripture says that we should take every thought captive. Mm -hmm. Um, How do we do that?
1: I think first is just when you notice anxiety, we tend to react, just to react to whatever is happening in the moment. And so the first thing we can do is just slow down and even say to ourselves, okay, something is making me anxious right now. Let me pause and ask. What is happening? Is there a perceived threat of rejection? Am I stressed out because I have too much to do? Again, what lies am I hearing? And then pausing and saying, okay, God, help me. Be with me in this moment. And now what is one small step I can take, like replacing that lie with truth? Or maybe I need to reach out to a friend. Maybe I need to just take a deep breath so my body calms down. And then just repeat that until we get our anxiety to a more manageable level Mm -hmm.
0: so have you had personal experience with really having to grapple with this
1: absolutely yes starting in third grade i had inexplicable stomach aches that Mm. i got taken to all kinds of doctors for and the answer was finally given stress which today they would say anxiety Mm. and i think some of us just have more sensitive Mm. nervous systems especially i'm an introvert it seems to come a little bit with that and so i think if you think of it like a car alarm some car alarms you know you walk by and they beep at you others you'd have to beat on the hood with a baseball bat (laughs) for them to respond i think our nervous systems have a range like that too and so i happen to be someone that yes i'm more prone to anxiety i've learned it also comes with gifts people who struggle with anxiety also tend to be high in traits like empathy because it comes from the same thing. We're noticing what's going on in the world around us. We're likely to be the first person who sees that flicker of a frown across our friend's face. We tend to be sensitive and caring. Mm-hmm. So if someone's listening and struggles with anxiety, No, you know on the other side of that, there are also strengths.
2: Hmm. I like that, and I yeah. can see that, that's mm-hmm. for sure. So what do you find, Holly, that is a common reaction for people when they're feeling anxious? What's their, I guess, a lot of people, maybe not everybody, but a lot of people's natural reaction to anxiety?
1: I would say one thing that most of us are familiar with is just racing thoughts where we suddenly Mm -hmm. feel like my mind is out of control, Mm -hmm. you know? And in those moments, it can be frustrating because if we just say a prayer or a verse, we think that's going to stop automatically, but knowing it doesn't work that way, it's going to take time for our nervous system to regulate. So what can happen is, especially for believers, is we get anxious, we have those racing thoughts, we quote a scripture, say a prayer, and then it doesn't immediately work. So we add shame and guilt into our anxiety, which makes us more anxious, and that spiral continues. So if we can pause and say, okay, I'm going to start. With reminding self, myself of truth, I'm going to say a prayer because that is helpful. But if I don't immediately experience physical relief, there's nothing wrong with my faith. It just means my nervous system needs a little more help calming down. So, again, that might mean taking the next step of a deep breath, going for a walk, reaching out for a friend. But I think that's key to interrupting that cycle of anxiety which leads to shame and guilt, which leads to more anxiety. Hmm. And so that's one thing that i found to be helpful. Yeah.
0: We're talking with Holly Girth and the book is What Your Mind Needs for Anxious Moments. And Holly has a 60-day guide to take control of your thoughts. Holly, would you share some of what you teach us in this book by talking about one of these days, one of these devotions that you have?
1: Sure. Well, what I did was go from Genesis to Revelation and look for all the places that people were anxious in the Bible. <laughs> mm. And there are a lot all the way through. There are people mm. who are anxious. Some of them handle it very well, and some of them handle it terribly. And we can learn from both. And so I would say the biggest takeaway for me was anxiety is nothing new, it's part of being human. Whether it's Adam and Eve in the garden or the disciples being nervous in a storm in a boat with Jesus, anxiety is a part of what we experience in this life. But I also saw over and over again, God meets us in our anxiety. He is a part of those stories. We don't have to battle it alone. And so just looking at Scripture through that lens and seeing the thread all the way through of God saying, hard things are going to happen, you're going to feel anxiety, you're going to struggle with fear, but I am going to be with you in that place, I'm going to help you get through it, was really reassuring.
2: Yeah. Holly, I think of uh, David, (laughs) and (laughs) when he's running from Saul... I mean yes. there had to be a little anxiety going on there. Yes. Uh so how do you see the his uh, example of what how he handled it? What do you see in that yes. respect?
1: What I love from David is that he was always really honest with God about what he felt. You know, you read the Psalms and I still think sometimes are you allowed to say that to God? Like <laughs> he's like, where are you? I'm afraid. I don't know what's going on. I'm confused. Mm -hmm. I didn't think it was going to work out this way. And so I think the lesson we can learn from David is that he just kept bringing everything in his life to God. Mm -hmm. He didn't say, I'm going to get it together and then go to God, or I'm just going to try to show God the good parts of who I am. He just kept being honest. And I think that that can be really helpful for anxiety to just pause and say, God, I'm really anxious right now. I don't want to be. I don't want to stay in this place. But the reality is, that's where I am right now. Will you be here with me? And I think that is not weakness. It's actually, as we see in David's life, an act of faith.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely. That's really, really good. Now, is there a character in the Bible that you you read about that really was anxious, but was not very good at dealing
1: with it? <laughs> Well, I would say David's counterpart, Saul, you Mm -hmm. know, we saw him experience anxiety because the people were pressuring him to do things that were counter to what God had asked him to do. And Mm -hmm. he gave into that, you know, he, and again, that's reaction versus response. The reaction of Saul was to give in to that need for approval and that anxious striving, which we all are familiar with wanting to please people And we see in David a response where he paused and he brought all of his emotions to God instead. And so I think Mm -hmm. those two are good Mm contrast in reacting out of anxiety versus responding when we experience anxiety.
2: Yeah. So before we let you go, can you give somebody some practical experience? There's one step uh, right now just to... Take if they're feeling a little anxious because of the holidays that they just got over with, or you know, or facing a new year and they don't know what's coming up, or whatever they're feeling anxious about. What's uh, the first step you tell them to do?
1: Yeah, I would say pause and say, I'm anxious right now, then say a three word prayer, God help me, and then do what's called box breathing. So that's where you breathe in through your nose for four you hold your breath for four counts, you release your breath for four counts, then you leave your lungs empty for four counts and repeat that. And Mm. what that does is start telling your nervous system, okay, we're safe. We can go out of fight or flight mode. We can re-engage in a more responsive rather than reactive way. And so I think just remembering when you experience anxiety, it's about your whole person, it's about your heart and your mind and your body. So just doing a small thing for each of those, like recognizing the lie with your mind, saying the prayer with your heart, then taking a deep breath with your body can be a starting place, getting that anxiety under control. I like
2: that.
0: That's really good. That is good.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, this is a great resource as we get this new year started to take, to tackle that anxiety. <laughs> Uh, this year (laughs) what your mind needs for anxious moments holly girth is the author and our guest well holly thank you so much it's been a pleasure to have you on with us
0: thank you
1: for having me